Did you know that you can live a life that's even better than the highest rank your company has to offer? My name is Emily Gibson. I'm a master network marketer and a certified life coach. There is more beyond the rank. And if you're willing to go with me, I can show you how. Let's go. Hey there, guys. So good to see you on a Wednesday. All right. I'm going to sound like a broken record this week on all the Zooms because I know some of you, this is your first time getting on and others of you, you've been to all three. Some of you have just been to one. So I'm just going to give you a little bit of the housekeeping stuff this week and every single Zoom so that we can all get to know the program here a little bit more. So my name is Emily Gibson, if you don't know who I am. And this is Beyond the Rank, a thought coaching program for network marketers. Of course, anyone can come. You don't have to be coached on your business. You don't even have to be have anything prepared to be coached. You can show up and say, my life is great. I have nothing to be coached on, and I will know exactly how to coach you on what you need. So I'll do all the work. You don't ever have to worry about any of the heavy lifting. Also, I'm never going to judge you. There's nothing you could say that I would judge you for because I have a brain just like you have a brain. And what thought work is, is us looking at what your brain is doing in any situation. Specifically, you're probably bringing a problem to me or you have a problem in your life that you're thinking about right now. And what I do is I ask you questions and hold space for you to find your own answers. I believe that you have the answers to every problem in your life. And I am just someone who has gone and done the work to become certified, to be able to coach you on how to pull those answers from within yourself without judgment. All right. This is a safe place. Obviously these calls are recorded. Those of you who are being coached, We are just rooting for you to be authentically you and have vulnerability so that not only can you learn from yourself, but everyone on here can learn from you as well. Because one of the most amazing things that happens through listening to someone else be coached, even if you don't have the same situation as them, or they're not even talking about something you're dealing with, somehow it magically helps the problem in your life and you'll have these aha moments or you'll have nothing come from it, but you'll just love seeing the person being coached transform and look at what their brain is doing. So I'm so excited because thought work in this way is getting to the root issue of everything you're dealing with in your brain, right? So passionate about getting to root healing and this is root healing for your brain. So We are going to start with Meg today. She's going to lead us off. And again, if Monica doesn't come, then that means that one of you will have the opportunity to raise your hand and I will coach you instead. All right. Okay, Meg, you can unmute yourself. Hey there. How are you? Long time no see. I know. I'm loving your pool. 
Thank you. Me too. It's like thunder and lightning outside today. So my kids are feeling a little bit bummed, but I told them it'll be a hundred by Saturday and it'll be fine. (laughs) Okay. Even when it's cold, so it's fine. (laughs) Exactly. You know, you get it. All right, Meg, what can I do for you today? I mean, like you said, I'm pretty sure I already know my problems and I'm pretty sure I already know the answer on how to solve my problems, but it's just good to talk them out with someone else. You know, Mm -hmm. um, I think that my, my biggest problem is I hate photography, which is like my normal job, right? I would love to quit photography and just do just my plexus business, but I'm living in scarcity mode because photography is so easy for me. I can just, I could literally like hop on any social media outlet right now and be like, I have an opening. Who wants to do a photo shoot tonight? And I'll have 10 people be like, Ooh, me, 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 me. So I know that I can make a quick, you know, a couple hundred bucks on a photo shoot in one day to pay for whatever I needed to pay for. And so it's just so easy, but I don't want to do it because it, it really is so time consuming. And I don't know, I just don't really have the passion for it anymore. It was never, I mean, it was always fun to do, but it was kind of, you know, I have four kids too. It was always something that I could do when the kids, you know, like with having kids at home, I could fit in editing when they were napping or at nighttime or, you know, early mornings or just whatever. I could kind of squeeze in and photo shoots are always nights or weekends because that's when people can do them. So it just worked really well with like being a stay-at-home mom, Mm -hmm. but I just don't want to do it anymore, but I just don't know how to get out of it. And it's because I have that scarcity mindset where I'm just like afraid that if I don't do it, like how will I pay my bills? You know, what's the answer to that? Well, sign more people, right? <laughs> Work harder. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So when's the last time that you thought, I just don't want to do it anymore? Today. When? Every day, when, like what happened that made you think I don't want to do it anymore? Did you have a booking? Did you need money? Like, what was it that triggered you to think, I just don't want to do it anymore? Um, I mean, I don't know if it's like one specific thing as much as just like the industry has changed so much with amazing iPhones and things like people really devalue like what I do now. Cause they're like, well, I can just take that picture on my phone. Or like when you're taking photos of like a senior and the mom and stuff is taking pictures behind you and they pay your session fee, but then they never order pictures because they just took all the same, you know what I mean? Like they just took all the same pictures on their phone and they're like, oh, we don't want to pay you for that stuff. So it just kind of just gets really, just really like just has puts a bad taste in your mouth when you do that kind of stuff. Did something like that happen today where you saw that happen or you booked a session recently or... Oh, I just, I had someone request, like they wanted information on a senior session. Today? Yeah, this morning. And she's like, oh, uh, because like our sunflowers are coming up, which is really big in Kansas to do these sunflower pictures. And so the thing is, is they send me all these Pinterest pictures, you know, like, oh, I want this. Oh, I want this. Can you do this? And it's kind of like, I understand that they're being appreciated, you know, like they're trying to like show me what they want. And I appreciate that. But at the same time, it just takes a lot of like your artistic creativity away, which photography is a very artistic like form. And it's kind of like, well, if you don't like my style, then pick someone else. There's a million photographers. 
So it just feels very like, okay, well, this person doesn't actually, you know, want like what I do this. They just want someone who can do what they want. Mm-hmm. And so it just, it's really just not fun. It's just not fun anymore. So today when this prospective client requested a senior session from you, what was your first thought? Ugh. <laughs> that, that exact thought. Ugh. But obviously, you know, my story with my hands, I couldn't do any work in July or August. So it was, ugh, I don't want to do this, but I have to, because I haven't worked the last few months. So I need to, because like, I need to, you know, Christmas money is coming up and stuff like that. So you thought, I don't want to do this, but I have to. Yes. Because Christmas yes. is coming up. I'm an early shopper. <laughs> and then what was your feeling? One word emotion that happened when you thought, I just don't want to do this, but I have to because Christmas is coming up. Annoyance. Like stuck. Which one? Annoyed or stuck? Annoyed that I felt stuck. <laughs> if you had to pick one emotion that you were feeling in that moment, which one would be more prevalent? I mean, aren't they kind of the same? I don't know. I mean, I guess just stuck. Just feeling stuck that I have to do it. Mm-hmm. And when you feel stuck, what did you do? Begrudgingly email her back. Okay. Emailed her back and said what? You know, just the typical, this is what a session is. You know, I'm always open for ideas. We can definitely try to incorporate some of them, but you know, I also have my own style. So, you know, I'm sure you'll be pleased with what I create for you and your daughter. So emailed her back with pricing and sort of gave some boundaries, but it's a little unclear, maybe a little passive aggressive boundaries. Yes. Okay. And gave some passive, we'll say passive boundaries. Okay. What else did you do when you felt stuck? I mean, that's it, you know. What did you not do? I didn't tell her no. (laughs) Okay. Didn't tell her no. Anything else you didn't do? Um, No, I don't know. Did you look through her pictures? Did you look, did you, uh, anything go through your mind? Like, uh, like some, uh, like, did you ruminate on, um, did you ruminate on the images that she sent you of how she wanted the pictures to be taken? Did that go through your mind over and over again? Like, you know, they just pop up in the email right away. So of course I saw them. And I mean, I guess my initial thought was, oh, great. One of those moms. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, this this could be a potentially difficult client. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, like after she sees the pictures, like it could be potentially not a fun after after party working session. <laughs> so when you had this thought, I just don't want to do this, but I have to because Christmas is coming up. You felt stuck though. Still right. feeling like that's accurate. I mean, yeah, I just, I still just feel like I have to do it. 
And then you emailed her back with pricing, gave some passive boundaries, didn't tell her no, um, judged her ideas for pictures. And who she was, right? Right. And then <laughs> sort of like futurized what that session is going to look like. There was some yes. futurizing there that I saw. Like, mm-hmm. oh man, there she's one of those moms. She's not going to like any of my stuff because she sent me all these pictures. Right. I don't want to do, but I have right. to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you're doing some catastrophizing when you say she's not going to like my stuff. Right. You're like going down this catastrophe, like, and I already know how this is going to turn out. It's already going to be a disaster. I already made my mind up on it. Right. Right. Well, that I would say disaster as much as just like, yeah, it's just not going to be my favorite client, repeat client probably. And I mean, I know that she'll like, you know, what some of what I do, but yes, like it's going to be kind of a, I can tell it's going to be kind of a battle where she's going to just want to implement her own ideas during the session. Right. Right. And that fits under judging her. Right. Your action. Yeah. Right. Not saying that you should or shouldn't or that it's right or wrong. We're just noticing what your brain is doing here when it feels stuck. Right. Right. Okay. Anything else that you did? Did you talk to anyone about it? Did you talk to your husband about it? Did you grab a cookie? Like any of those things? Um, (laughs) I just came to my computer to see if I could even edit some pictures that I took of my new nephew. When you felt stuck? Yeah. I was like, well, let me go see if I can, you know, because obviously like at this time in my life, I'm broken. Mm -hmm. And which is a crucial part of my entire working process. So I was like, I better go see how editing is going right now Mm -hmm. because you you know, like I have all these sessions that are going to be coming up because I had to cancel a bunch from July and August. So let's see where I'm at with this anyway. Okay. So you also checked, checked editing pictures and did some work. Yeah. When you felt stuck. Okay. And what result did this give you? Stress. Mm -hmm. I am. Because my hand is not really ready. But when you think I don't want to do this, but I have to, because Christmas is coming up and you feel stuck. And then you email her back with pricing, give her some boundaries, didn't tell her no, judged her ideas for pictures and who she was, futurized, catastrophized, checked editing pics and did some work. Your result for you is I am stressed. I am stressed or I'm not enjoying, I'm not enjoying my work, right? Right. I am not enjoying my work. What do you think about that? It makes me then downward spiral again to where I'm like, I don't want to do it. Like I want to do plexus instead, you know, like I want to mm-hmm. not be doing this. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like, do you see that you're choosing the thought? I don't want to do this, but I have to, because Christmas is coming up. Yeah. The word have to, I want to sort of like focus in on here for a minute. Do you have to do this? I mean, for myself, yes. Why? I like to work. Mm -hmm. Like I like to be doing something. Being a stay-at-home mom was not really like what I ever wanted to do. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. Mm -hmm. And not that there's anything wrong with it. It just wasn't ever like my dream in life, you know? (laughs) And it's now what I've been doing for 14 years. So... I mean, before I did enjoy photography, but again, I felt like it was something to kind of get me out of the house. But now it's just like a hindrance, you know? What's the difference between now and then? (laughs) I mean, I think just me. What part of you? Um. You're going to like make me emotional. I believe what's happening right now. I think I was super young when we had our kids, like 21. And so it just kind of felt like, I don't, you know, I don't know. I just, I was super young. I didn't know who I was like as a person, but now, now I do. And it's not what I want in life anymore. So what changed? I, I Honestly, Plexus, opening my eyes to like possibilities. And where does that, where does that, where, where does that happen? Where do your eyes get opened? What part of you has this realization? Um, I don't know. I just think it's like, if I stay with photography, I've sort of just like reached a ceiling with like what I can do with it where I can go, how much I can make, how much I can take on. Cause you can only do so many photo shoots to then edit them in a timely manner. You know what I mean? Like the business is like capped out. I have a great, <laughs> um, I mean, I'm very successful with it, but it's still just like capped. So if I stay there, our life stays the same and it's not a bad life, but it's just, I mean, it's comfortable, but it's not what I want. You know, we can't take family trips. You know, my husband still works like an extra job and it's just, you know, I mean, it's a fine life. It's just not what I want. I just want more. Mm -hmm. And I want to go back to this thought. I don't want to do this, but I have to. Yeah. I said, do you have to? And you said, no. What happens if you don't have to do this? You can't have the life you want. Is that what you said? Yeah. It's like my, like my money that I bring in is like what we use for all of like the extra fun stuff. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? The going out, you have to work. I feel like I have to. Yeah. Why? I just, I don't know. I just do. Why? (laughs) I just, I just, I guess I just want to look at the difference in the word there. If your thought said, I don't want to do this, but I have to versus I want 
to do this because Christmas is coming up. I mean, yeah, there's that. I don't want to do this, but I have to, that one feels like really heavy. Like, oh my gosh, I'm such a victim. Right. Right. I have to do this. Like my hands are tied behind my back. I'm being forced to do this job that I hate. It's not what I used to do. I used to love it when I was younger, but now I've changed and I don't love it anymore. And I don't love the industry and iPhones have ruined it. And da, 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 da. We have all this evidence that we've collected around why we don't want to do this anymore. And I have to do this. But when I just asked you, do you have to do it? You came to the conclusion, no, I don't have to. I want to. I mean, I want to work. But you don't have to do photography. Correct. Right. So why are you doing photography? I told you because it's easy. Yeah. So why not do it? Do it. It's simple. Yeah. Why not do it then? Because I don't want to. But you (laughs) just said you do want to. I want to work, but not in this field anymore. So don't. And I don't know how to get out of it. How do you get out of it? I have to tell people no, but I don't like to tell people no. Why not? I just like to make people feel good. What other ways can you make people feel good? I don't know. Just being their friend, I guess. Let's let's think about what else is true. Because right now we're our brain, your brain is so fixated on this is true. I don't want to do photography, but I have to because Christmas is coming up, right? And it has, what I'm seeing here is you being a victim of your thought that you have to do this because Christmas is coming. And you've like backed yourself into a corner here, believing that that's true. Do you see that? Right. Would you agree that that's happening? It's okay if you don't. No, I do. So when you believe that is happening and you are a victim of yourself and your thoughts, you feel stuck. Right. And when you feel stuck, you say yes when you don't want to. Correct. You judge others. Not saying that you should or shouldn't. We're just observing what your brain is doing here without any judgment at all. And then you futurize how the session is going to be not great and how you're not going to like this mom. And you've already written the story of how it's all going to turn out. And in the end, your result is I am not enjoying my work. And it further is evidence of, I don't want to do this, but I have to. And our thoughts, this is the thing that's super best news ever, (laughs) that our thoughts are what always show up in our result. And who has control of our thoughts? We do. Only us. No one else. It's the most private place on earth. 
where we keep all of our secrets. Right. And where we give away our power or where we take it back. What do you think about that? No, I mean, it's true. I mean, I could just have told her I'm not, I don't have any openings or, you know, that it, I mean, I could have just told her no. Why didn't you? Because I felt like I had to. But do you? I mean, not technically, no. Right. So do you want to keep believing? I don't want to do this, but I have to. No. What do you want to believe? I want to believe that I'm doing it because I want to, because I enjoy it. But your brain's like, liar. Yes. It's smarter, right? It It doesn't Mm -hmm. want to be lied to. And it calls us out when we're lying to it, right? That's why we can't just like swap a thought. We can, it'll make us feel good in the moment, but I'm not here to make you feel good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm here to show you what your brain is doing so that you can see from an unbiased perspective what it's doing and if you want to keep doing that. And what I hear you just, what I heard you just say is that you don't want to keep doing that. You don't want to keep believing it, but you don't know how to not believe it anymore. Is that true? Or you know how to not believe it? I think I know how to. How's that? But I'm also like afraid of it. Why? I mean, so many things, you know, like I I don't want to upset people. I don't like telling people no because I don't like upsetting them. Um, I, what is what if you said to someone no and they were upset? What would you? What would happen to you? I mean, I would feel bad. Okay, so that's the worst thing that could happen. Right. Okay, so I just want to teach you about emotions really quickly because this was completely eye-opening for me. Yeah. That's a good point, (laughs) but you're feeling badly right now, right? You're already, you're already in worst case scenario right now, right? Right. And this is what I want to teach you about emotions. Most often the worst thing that could ever happen to us is we feel negative emotion and all emotion is, is a vibration inside of our body. That's it. And our primitive brain is like, abort, 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 get me out of here. I don't like how this feels. We need to go do something else, like edit pictures and just tell her yes when we want to say no and judge her and think about how awful this is going to be because your primitive brain is just confused about what's going to make it die. It thinks this vibration inside of your body, this negative emotion is a threat to you, right? Right. One of the skills that I taught last night on our call yesterday was 
sometimes when my, when my brain is talking to me, I have to interrupt it. And I say, wait, just wait right there. Stay there. Hold on. I just need a minute. Right. Because it's saying, I don't want to do this, but I have to. And you can go, I want to, I want to do this because I want money for Christmas. (sighs) And be honest with yourself. Right. Because right now you're not being honest with yourself. You're telling yourself, I don't want to do this, but I have to, but that's not true. Because when I asked you about it, you said, I said, do you have to? You said, no. I said, why? Then finally you came to the conclusion because I want to. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So this, This thought of, I don't want to, but I have to, is it serving you? No. Because what's the result it's giving you every time? Yeah. A bad mood and a bad I'm not not enjoying my work. Right. (laughs) And in your mind, you're like, yep, that's why we have to quit photography because we hate it. So we just have to change the circumstance. We got to get ourselves out of photography. Maybe only, you know, the answer to that, but what I was trying to point out to you earlier is what's the difference between why you loved it in your early twenties and why you don't like it now. What's the only difference? I mean, just me. What about you? I I just like, like I said, just grew as. (laughs) person. It just doesn't like, where do we grow as a person? I mean, in our I, arms, in our legs, our nose, where do we grow as a person? Right. Just like in my head and in my heart, in your head, where in your head, <laughs> my feelings, I guess. I don't know. My whole head. Where do our feel, where do our feelings come from? Our heart, right? I don't know. Our thoughts. Oh, The only difference between why you loved it then and why you don't like it now are your thoughts about it. Right. That's it. Is it possible you could love it right now as much as you did in your 20s? I mean, maybe. Why not? Why couldn't you? Let's just go down that road. It's just not, like I said, I just don't really have like the passion for it anymore. Like it doesn't like fill my soul with happiness mm-hmm. to do it. Right. Like I love going to photo shoots because it got me out of the house, mm-hmm. you know, with the kids and stuff. But now, you know, now it's more of like a, like, oh, I have to do this. Because why? there's so Things that I would rather be doing. Because why? Because I have to. <laughs> because you, your thoughts have changed toward it. Right. That's the only difference. 
So if you want to use photography as a way to pay for Christmas this year, and you don't want to not enjoy it, if you're not happy with that result of I'm not enjoying my work, right? Because right now you're doing photography because Christmas is coming up. And if you want, you said, I want to do it. If you want to do it to pay for Christmas, do you want to enjoy it or not enjoy it? And there's no right answer to this question. I mean, it would be a lot better if I did enjoy it. So where do you take your power back? Telling people control over that. Right. I mean, I just have to tell people, no, the people that I know. I know your brain's like, we have to change our actions. That's where we take our power back. And that is not correct. Where do we take our power back? We can't control others. Right. In our thoughts. So what's the only thing that you can change to enjoy photography more? The way that I think about it, I guess. A hundred percent. And in your mind, there's black and white thinking that I see here where you're like, it's not fun anymore and it should be. Right. Should it? I mean, I I guess it used to be. So that's why I feel like it's supposed to stay that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's like this black and white thinking where your brain's like, yep. And because it's not fun anymore, I'm out. Right. Can you think of other situations in your life where something was fun in the beginning and it's not now, but you haven't given up on it? Marriage. (laughs) Yeah. That's the one I was thinking about. Right. What's the example of that? I mean, every aspect of marriage, you know, the honeymoon phase is over. The annoying chewing sounds, it all, the snoring, it all starts adding up where you're like, oh my gosh. I didn't is know it? a human could fart this much, right? Like right. you never did this when we were dating. Why not? Right. <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah. Right. So is it possible that your photography business is just 20 years into marriage here? I mean, yes, that definitely has some, some aspects of it. Yeah. Now, again, I'm not saying you should or shouldn't keep doing photography. Only, you know, the answer to that. Right. But what I'm pointing out is that right now, what your brain is doing is it's saying photography is the problem in my life and it's not right. Your thought about photography is what's causing you to not enjoy your life, your work. Do you see that? Yep. I see it. Do you see that in other areas of your life (coughs) where you think it's the problem? Um, 
I mean, not really. Because one of the things that you said is you were like, yeah, I want to just do plexus, but I can't. I mean, obviously I do do plexus. I just. Full time. Yeah, that's scarcity mindset where I'm like, it's just, I know like in photography, I can like plan how much money I'm going to make or like set it up, you know, it can be like, well, I'm going to do 10 photo shoots this month and that's going to make me X amount of dollars. I know exactly like Mm -hmm. that. Plexus, I just, I feel like I can't determine an exact amount every single month. So that's like hard for me to mm-hmm. wrap my head around. Is that, is that true? No. Just a thought. But right, right now you're believing both of them. Right. Right. And if we put it into a model, this is advanced coaching that you're getting into. All right. <laughs> we have a model on top of a model here. And what I mean by that is the CTFAR, right? Every single thought has its own model in your brain. The 40,000 thoughts that you have a day, you're running 40,000 models in your brain all day long and you don't even realize it. We don't realize it. We all do this. Everyone watching this, listening to this, 40,000 thoughts on average. And that means there's 40,000 models going on all at the same time. And that's why sometimes we go, I'm just so exhausted by my life right now. We're not exhausted by our life. Of course, sometimes there's physical exhaustion, but especially with women, we have a lot of mental exhaustion, right? Right. Mm -hmm. And so right now you have one model, your photography model of the thought, I don't want to do this, but I have to because Christmas is coming. And then on top of that, you have another model of, I want to just do Plexus full-time, but I can't because it's not reliable enough income. So you have the photography model and on top of it, you have the Plexus model on why you can't do that. Right. And in both situations, you're a victim of your thought. Right. Right. I know. Right. It's terrible. Fix me. (laughs) (laughs) You are going to fix you because you have the choice to believe these two thoughts or challenge yourself on them. You can challenge yourself. You can say, do I want to believe that anymore? Do I want to keep believing that plexus money is not consistent? And the reason why I know that's just a thought and it's not the circumstance that your brain thinks it is right now is because when I went to buy my house and I know your brain's like, but you make more than me. Just stay with me and pretend like we make the same amount of money. Okay. The lender said to me, you look like you're on salary. I've never seen this before in network marketing. Right? Because it's so consistent and reliable. Right. So while you're choosing to believe that you can't rely on that money, I'm over here. That's not even, that's never gone through my mind. Not once in six years because I don't have that same belief as you. And so when you challenge your belief on this and say, is it possible that I could be wrong about that? 
that's where you fix your life. You fix your life at your thoughts. Right. Because obviously I know that it is a thing, you know. Your prefrontal lobe knows it. Your primitive brain is like, oh my gosh, something's gone wrong. Hurry, hurry, fast. Go book a photography session. (laughs) Yes, that's exactly right. I know. Right? So start with compassion for self. Of course, I would feel this way. This is what I've always relied on. It's been what I've always fallen back on since I was in my 20s. And I have so many good memories of it. Right. So of course I I'm doing this. And then curiosity. Do I want to believe that I don't want to do this anymore? Do I want to believe that Plexus is not reliable income for me? Yeah. And if the answer is no, then you get to spend time journaling. What do I want to believe? Right. We do have a very consistent Plexus paycheck. But it's just like not as much as I, you know, like with the photography. It's like it's not replacing it fully yet. So I'm like, I know that it is like I can get it there, but I just. Well, I can tell you one thing. Then I'm like scared. I can tell you one thing is 100% sure. If you continue to choose the thought, I don't want to do this, but I have to because Christmas is coming. Your result is I'm not enjoying my work. Every time you pick it, that's the result it's giving you. Right. And, And if we put the other thought about Plexus into a model and we ran that model, the result is going to be negative also. Right. So you take all your power back when you question your belief about these things. And then you start asking yourself, what do I want to believe about this? And when I believe that, how do I feel? Do I feel excited? Do I want to feel excited about photography? Do I want to feel excited about my Plexus business? If so, if I'm excited, what are my actions when I'm excited? I'm messaging people. In the photography example, it might be like, oh, that's such a cool new pose in front of the sunflowers that I've never seen before. Only 500 times before now. (laughs) (laughs) But you might be excited to try it for the 500th time. If you're excited, you're like, this is going to be so cool. I've never shot someone with red hair before in front of sunflowers, only blondes. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you get to take charge of all of this in your thoughts. That's where we have to get to. Right. For you to fix this. Curiosity, compassion. That's where we start. Okay. The worst thing that can happen is you feel a vibration in your body that you don't like. probably won't kill you. I know that. (laughs) And then we can work on, I don't want to tell people no another day, (laughs) right? Because then we can dive into all of that. 
you can dive into that and self-coach yourself. You can say, you know, my thought is I don't like to tell people no. I don't like to upset people. I, I mean, I've been baby stepping that. I have been baby stepping that. So I'm getting right. better. But I yes. but I used asking to yourself sessions yes. and now certain ones. So it's like I'm I'm baby stepping into it. Right. Exactly. You're showing up, you're baby stepping, you're doing those things. But Again, this is why I am a huge believer. I do thought coaching on myself every day for minimum of 15 minutes. I just try to get a full model for myself. What's the circumstance that's neutral, no opinions or emotion in it. Then what's my thought about it? Then what's my feeling? Where is it in my body? Is it fast or slow? What color is it? What actions do I take or not take when I feel that way? And what is my result? There's one thing that happened in my life over the last couple of months. And I ran like a hundred models on it and I'm not exaggerating. And in my result line, every time was I hurt me. And then finally, after seeing it a hundred times, I was like, well, that's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. I'm sick of seeing it in my result line. Right. And if you're wondering, how does Emily know how to ask like the perfect question? Cause I thought coach myself all the time. Right. So thought coach yourself, learn how to do it by coming to these, listening to the replay, all that. Right. And then thought coach yourself. And then when you come to coaching next time, you can be like, I put it into the model. This is where I don't know where to go next. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he, yeah. it's endless. All right, mate. Right. You are so awesome. Thanks for allowing me to coach you today. Yes, thank okay. you. I'm going to put you back now. Okay. Okay, is Monica here? If Monica is here, will you raise your hand? Monica Connolly, are you here? Raise your hand if you're here. I don't see Monica here. So, is there anyone that would like to raise their hand? If you don't know how to do that, you go down to the little emotion. Oh, you've already figured it out. <laughs> okay. Kara, I saw your hand go up first. I am going to coach you today, Kara. And then if there's time, keep your hands up. Those of you that Kim and Cassie, keep your hands up. And then I, if there's time, I'll coach you after. <coughs> okay. Kara, hi. How are you? Good. How are you? I was multitasking for the first half, avoiding what I know I should be doing. So I'm great. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. We can put that into a model or something else. What do you want to be coached on today? Um, literally... It's like, I know I can answer my own questions, but I can never get past it. So seven years with Plexus, have seen success, have a slightly working team, um, don't need the money, but would love options for my husband to be able to possibly retire early, things like that. So it's just getting out of my own head. Like, why do I quit quitting on myself? I'm really good at that. I'm really good at making lists. Like today, I made a list of what I need to do. On it was work plexus for 45 minutes. Guess what I haven't done today? That one. I really am intrigued by this thought. 
I don't need the money, but I would love options. So, and I'm wondering if that's where we are holding ourselves up. And I've, I thought about this recently too, like, okay, I need to switch it. Like we do need the money. So I have options. So it's like, I tried to walk myself through that. The thought swapping, it's an interesting perspective that especially you're already doing that, right? You're already, Mm -hmm. you're already seeing that maybe, maybe that thought isn't true. Maybe I need to switch it around. Right. And then your brain's like, but we don't need the money. I mean, everybody can, that's why I told myself, like, that's the stupidest thing to ever say. Everybody can always use more money. We go on vacations all the time. We could go on more vacations, right? Like, yeah, it's just, I think that's my excuse of one of the reasons why, like when things get hard or you just get that like burnt out feeling, that's the easy escape route, right? Mm -hmm. It's a good reason. But like, that's the one that I try and pound out of my head and I'm for seven years. Is it a good reason? It's a horrible reason. Okay. So we're seeing, uh, okay, let's, let's back it up for a minute. When's the last time you thought I don't need the money, but would love options. Something happened recently where you thought that, where you went to that, you said you go to that as an excuse. Can you give me an example of a time where you've gone to that thought as an excuse? I feel like when I'm doing goal setting for myself, like almost limiting. When's the last time you did that? Legit goal setting, probably two months ago. So you haven't had this thought in two months? I haven't been working my business. So I would say I haven't like put much thought into it. I think it's something that's always in the back of my head, but I just don't let it creep forward just because I've kind of been in vacation mode. And And it only comes up when you're goal setting? Yeah, that's typically... No other time. You don't use that as an excuse any other time. Mm-mm. Okay. So just when you sit down to goal set and the last mm-hmm. time you did that was two months ago. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So goal setting two months ago is our circumstance. That's okay. our C line. Okay. okay. When I talk about the, the model CTFAR, <laughs> we want to get something neutral. Okay. Right. And I don't, I don't entirely believe that this is a neutral circumstance for you with goal setting in it, because I think goal setting is negative to you. So for it to be even more neutral for you, I might just put two months ago. That's pretty neutral, right? No feelings. That's very neutral. I mean, I could go look at my calendar and see what was going on like two two months months ago, ago, but yeah, super neutral. So, but we all know you're talking about this specific goal setting thing that happened two months ago. You sat down to do your goals two months ago And you had this thought, I don't need the money, but would love options. Mm -hmm. And what did you do when you sat down to do your goal setting and you thought, I don't need the money, but would, oh, sorry, not, sorry. What, What did you feel when you thought, I don't need the money, but would love options? It's like, I. it's the struggle between pushing for Ruby and mapping that out. Mm -hmm. And seeing like, okay, I know I could do this, 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 but then I always revert back to, because it's me and one other runner, how are we going to make this happen? And then that's the thought that comes through. Like, I don't it's not a big deal. Like you don't need the money type of a thing. And then you feel what, what emotion? 
like I'm, I can't even do it. Like that's just give up. Don't emotion. It's a one word feeling. Um, loser. That is a thought. Can you guys hear the thunder? (laughs) (laughs) It is a monsoon out there and I love it. Okay. Um, so loser is a thought that you're having about yourself and we're probably then sad right now. When you think, I want you to go back to this moment. You had, you told me the story very clearly. You said like, you have had this model in your mind. You're running this model so frequently. You can tell me everything about it. You're like, I have this one girl and it's just my one runner. And I think about going for Ruby and then this happens and then this happens. And then I have this thought. It's like a memorized model for you. You know it so well, like the back of your hand, right? And I think I don't need the money, but would love options. And then you feel what? Sad. I don't know if you do. We can put it down. (laughs) But does it give you any relief? I guess it's like the escape, right? Like, because I always feel like I give up on myself too easily. Like just why, why bother trying just like, you know, basically like predicting just what you said earlier, like predicting the negative future, right? Like those are just thoughts, right? You can't, you don't know the future, but then it's like, well, I don't do anything. So then I'm indefinitely predicting the future. Cause if you don't work, like nothing's going to happen. If you're using the thought, I don't need the money, but would love option as an excuse out My guess is that you're not experiencing a negative emotion when you think it. You might be, and please tell me if I'm wrong. But what I'm wondering is, is if you're experiencing relief in that moment. And if you're not, tell me. If you're like, nope, you're wrong. I feel sad. Please tell me that. I just want to question you on it for a minute. I mean, I wouldn't say it gives me a sense of relief. I think I just go to like mapping things out and painting like the beautiful picture like you and Brooke have taught in literally every training ever and then looking at it and just feeling like that's not even possible like I don't in the seven years like I have not been able to accomplish this so why would it be any different now so I don't need the money anyway right and then you feel still thinking sad is what you feel there I don't know that sad necessarily is the right one but it's like almost like hopeless, like hopeless. I, I don't know what to do differently. Like I, I think I do, I do because I've been through so many trainings, right? I know what to do, mm-hmm. but I choose not to do it because when I do take the actions, it's like, you don't see the fruit of, I think I just quit too early on myself. Okay. Okay. And so when you feel hopeless, what do you do? Like that day you had the goal setting two months ago, you go through the whole thing, mapping out Ruby. <laughs> you think I don't need the money, but would love options. You feel hopeless. And then what did you do from that place of feeling hopeless? I will typically work. Do you remember like what I, you did that day? Let's look back two months and see what we did. <laughs> I'm interested to know. It probably isn't something that you've journaled though. Um. It's like little things like I bit my nails off or I went to get an ice cream or I ordered Uber Eats or I 
did a post on Facebook when I was feeling hopeless. Like what I'm interested in is what actions are you taking when you feel hopeless? I usually try and make a plan like with some of my team, like we're going to do this, 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 like the painting, the hopeful picture to myself, but still in the back of my head, like the negative thoughts of, you know, seven years past, basically. So you sort of went through the motions that day, it sounds like. Right. Went through the motions, maybe calendared some things. We're not sure. We think we might have calendared some things. Scheduled events. Like, I mean, I've for past two months have run two um, health events with girls, but it's like still not feeling connected. Like it's just checking the boxes type of thing. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, anything else that you did that day when you were feeling hopeless? I just want to key in on what you did, the actions you took when you felt hopeless. Mm, I mean, lists are my usual go-to. So maybe need some lists mm -hmm. possible, anything you didn't do or that you avoided when you felt hopeless. Probably avoided like doing the things like messaging people or like consistency is always. It sounds like you messaged your team because you were checking the boxes, but avoided messaging new potentials and stuff like that. Okay. So avoided messaging potentials. Did you uh, avoid posting on social media that day or did you do a post? I very well could have posted. Possible. Right. Is it something you typically avoid when you're feeling hopeless? Yeah. Because this is what I used to do. When I was feeling hopeless in my business a few years ago, I would go and I'd do my makeup. My gosh. (laughs) That was a loud one. (laughs) I would go and I would do my makeup on um, Instagram and I would show everyone where to buy it all. (laughs) That's what I did when I felt hopeless. And then I would go and I would buy things on um, the Jane.com app. I'd like buy a whole new wardrobe when I felt hopeless. So I'm posting, but I was like trying to, to, I was trying to avoid hopeless by feel by like, Oh, do my makeup. Then I'll feel pretty. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'll share my makeup. Then maybe others will, will like me for that. And then I'll feel better. Right. So I'm like trying to get out of this negative emotion by doing those Mm -hmm. things. Right. (laughs) So do you avoid posting about plexus or you don't avoid posting about plexus or you post about other things? I think like even lately I've just struggled, like even just personally being present on social media. Like we went on vacation, we, we go on vacation a lot. And uh-huh. usually that's something that I like to highlight be very much like your makeup, like that will attract, you know, a certain type of people or whatever. Mm-hmm. But last week I didn't even put a single thing about being on vacation nor anything about Plexus. Okay. And that day when you thought, I don't need the money, but would love options and you felt hopeless and you went through the motions, you calendared, you scheduled events, you made lists, you avoided messaging potentials, you avoided posting and being present. What was your result from all of that? What came from that? 
time, probably worked for a couple of days, um, took part in like, we have a, um, an accountability group, probably did the things that I needed to do to stay in there, like minimum requirements. Mm -hmm. But because I was doing the minimum, like didn't ever see results. So then either stopped or went on vacation. And then that was the excuse to stop doing the things that I know I need to do to move the meter forward. So really in your results, it's, I don't have options. Mm -hmm. Which is kind of interesting. Right. Because you want the money for options. But I limit myself. But when you choose this thought, I don't need the money. Your result is I don't have options. Mm -hmm. Or I don't make more money. Right. So you think I don't need the money and your result is I don't make more money. Yeah. (laughs) Like, what do you think about that? This is what drives me nuts. Like it's literally the most aggravating thing. Why? Because being stuck in the same place for five years, right? Mm -hmm. And I tell myself the positive things. Like I'm super blessed to have the team that I have. And so many people would love to be in the position that I'm in, blah, 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 blah. Like the positive talk, right? Mm -hmm. But then... I negative talk myself like, oh my gosh, you're only senior gold. You've been doing this for seven years. Like you should be so much further along. Like I was very much the like graduate college fast, like do all the things because I think I can control it. And this business, like it's funny because I can say you don't control it, but I don't do the things that I can control. And I just don't know what Like, what do I need to be feeding to my brain to get out of that negative headspace? What's the answer to that? Figuring out what to do, like how to be consistent. See, we always think we have to just change our actions and then we can't figure out why we can't because our brain's like, exactly. But our brain's always like, oh, I just need to know what to change. Cause I'm a doer and I'll do anything. And I, I, you know, I like, I'm an overachiever in this way and I do this well. And I finish college early. Is that, that's the example that you gave, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I can do anything. Just tell me what to do to fix it. And that's exactly my best friend. Who's my <laughs> runner. Like she and I are like, just give me a checklist, but mm-hmm. it's, and you have every checklist you will ever possibly need in your whole entire life. And the reason why you're not doing it is because this thought, I don't need the money. Mm-hmm. And every time you choose that thought, I don't need the money. Your result is I don't make more money. Right. Do you see that you're choosing? I don't need the money. I'm choosing to do that. Right. You're choosing that thought. And something that I, that I observed that you also do that you told me is here's this 50, 50 model again. Right. Uh And you're like, yep, I'm feeling, um, well, there was some self-loathing going on there. Like, oh, shame on me. I've been senior gold for this long. I can't even believe seven years. And like, 
I'm so blah, 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 fill in the blank, self-loathe myself, right? And then you're like, oh, I just need a positive think. And you think that's you coming over here. Mm -hmm. Like, I just need to think more positive thoughts. And you want to know where I think that goes? Where? Out here in outer darkness. It's nowhere land. Buffering. It's called Mm -hmm. buffering. Just like the to-do list today that I did everything, like the laundry that you love to do and I hate laundry. Right. I did the laundry like before working. You want to know why I love laundry? Why? Because it's a buffer of mine to not feel bored on the days I don't work. (laughs) Yep. Did that today. Had both sets of washers and dryers running like everything is done Mm -hmm. because I didn't want to. I put toxic positivity out here in buffering for you because when you're feeling hopeless and you start self-loathing, your brain goes, yep, we just need to be more positive. We can't feel this. We need to feel this. You just need to think more positively and then this will go away. Mm -hmm. But this is going to be here 50% of the time. Maybe not this exact emotion. Sometimes it'll be self-loathing. Sometimes it'll be hopeless. Sometimes it'll be sad. Sometimes it'll be despair, betrayal, fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. And when we say to ourselves things like, oh yeah, I just need to think more positive. We think we're coming over here, but really we're like, detour, outer darkness, where I numb out and actually feel nothing. Mm -hmm. And really what we want to do is we want to go over here through the river of misery. Sounds horrible, but it's like the best place ever because it's where you process this feeling of hopeless. And it's where you process this feeling of self-loathing. Loathing. So here's the funny thing. Like today I did my checklist, right? I've literally checked everything off. Still haven't worked plexus and haven't for the last while. Went to go get my eyebrows waxed. And of course, like it comes up, oh, I work from home. And it's like, I had the thought of like, oh my gosh, I so love doing this. I love talking to people. Like she knew what the pink drink was. But then I still came home and rather than like, tapping into that, like, I love what I get to do and doing more plexus. Like I went back to everything else on the stupid list. Yeah. Kind of fascinating how we do that. Right. Yeah. And just having the awareness that that's what you're doing (coughs) is where you get to decide if you want to believe that you don't need the money. Isn't that a lame excuse? I don't know if judging ourselves is going to serve us here, mm-hmm. right? Because we can right. be like, oh, I'm so, is that, am I so lame? Just tell me, Emily, like, just tell me, <laughs> just, like, let me know. Then I can just like go back to self-loathing and I can just know like I'm lame. And I just, I, sh- I don't even know what business I have being here. <laughs> it feels like it just, it sort of feels like, that is useful. Right. But is it? No, it's not going to like do anything to help. 
there's no upside. Right. Asking that question. Is this lame? No upside. Right. It's you ask your brain a question. It's always going to answer it. And usually it's not going to answer it in a productive way. Correct. Right. It's like, oh my gosh, that girl said that I am a bragger on social media. Is she right? Yeah. <laughs> totally. You guys see my, my Missy, the bangs. She's coming out again tonight. Getting her ready after this. <laughs> going to do a new one. When we ask ourselves questions like that, it doesn't, it doesn't serve. There's no, so how, what did you do when you were in that phase of like, I'm going to go do my makeup, feel pretty. How did you get yourself like out of that rut? So to speak thought coaching. That's when I found thought coaching and I started having compassion with myself. Again, just if you see me, like if you ever like are like, what do I do next? I'm not being coached by Emily. There's no coaching call. I've listened to all the ones on YouTube and coming soon the podcast. I listen to them all. And I, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Just remember, start with compassion and then curiosity of self. So first of all, compassion to self. Yeah, I have totally believed that I don't need the money for a really long time. So it's no wonder that I keep using that as an excuse. But is it true that you don't need the money? No. You have all the money in the world. No, everybody can use more money. My favorite quote is my husband, he used to do home health physical therapy. Now he does private pay, high profile clients, but, um, his like 80, 92, 92 year old patient. One time he goes, Sean, whether you're rich or poor, it's always nice to have a lot of money. And we laugh about that. I say it all the time to people, you know, and because it's true. I believe it's true. Because I've been rich, I've been poor, and both times, I like I would like more money. Right. There's literally never a time where I'm going to be like, you keep it. I don't need more. It's why Warren Buffett still <laughs> makes money. Warren Buffett lives down the street. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Still a billionaire, still trying to right. find ways to make more money. Right. So we can continue to believe this thought. I don't need the money, but it doesn't sound like it's serving you. I think I've always used it. Like we don't need it to like survive, like pay the bills. And what do you need it for? I mean, I, then I think about it. So like put more money towards the kid's college fund put more money away. Like if Kevin decides he hates his job so much and he wants to quit, I could be like, quit today. Go ahead, babe. Things like that. If we want to put a pool in, just go ahead and put that pool in, you know, Mm -hmm. there's always things that you can use more money for. It's just, I've always felt like, like I didn't go back to the classroom full time once we had kids because his income changed to kind of, um, you know, take that responsibility over. So I've used that excuse. What are you making it mean if you need more money? I guess I would go to a negative space. Like 
and almost resort back to how things were when we lived in Southern California and I stopped teaching and we were single income, like the struggle years, I would probably revert back to like putting some sort of a negative. But like, let's just go there for a minute. Okay. What does it mean about you if you need the money? I guess it would be like a feeling, right? Of like, what does it mean about you? I know you're getting a feeling from it, but what does it mean about you if you need the money? It shouldn't mean anything. But what does it mean? Just let your brain loose and let it give you the answer. What does it mean about me if I need the money? Like the word poor comes to mind, but then that's just like a dumb answer to me. (laughs) So I'm poor. Do you want to believe that you don't need the money? Yeah, I want to believe that so I can stop using that as the excuse. And we just identified that the reason you are believing that I don't need the money, because if you allow yourself to believe I need the money, then you're making it mean that you're poor. And that's the farthest thing from the truth. Is it bad? I think money is like a hold, like. Is it bad to be poor? No. Is it you don't have as many poor? options? What's the word? What's 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 bad? What is negative about being poor in your mind? Just no options. Mm-hmm. Is that true? I mean, we made by years ago. And we weren't like sad about our life. I think it's just the progress that we've made as we've gotten older that like, I wouldn't want to go back to. Remember, this is thought coach Emily with the mic on. Right, right. Because you know, business coach Emily is like on a stage screaming, more money, more options. Yes. But I'm asking you questions here because I want to know what's going on inside of your brain that thinks I'm poor is negative, and that's why you're avoiding it. I guess I just always equate, like, with our ranks comes more money, right? And while the money's nice, it's almost like the feeling of success that, like, I desire more than the money. So I guess I try and, like, almost take the financial aspect out of it. Because I could care less like what the next rank bonus is and all of that and how much my paycheck will go. It'll be more of like the ego, right? Like that I accomplished it, mm-hmm. that I desire more than the money. So I don't know why I've always tried to, I guess, remove the money from being like, it's not a money's not a motivator, so to speak. Your paycheck could be a motivator for me, but like the next realistic rank isn't like a huge um, motivator. How much money is a motivator to you? Like to actually work? Mm-hmm. If I could next month make $3,500, like I could be like, oh, okay, let's do that. $5,000, so, $10,000. What, what is, 
what amount of money is not motivating to you? Almost like the consistency paid, like the paycheck that I've gotten for the last five, six, seven years. Is how much do you mind me asking? Just like seven, it ranges from like 750 to 1200, just depending on points. So let me, let me just show you what your brain is doing here. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm not motivated by money when it's 750 to $1,200, but I am motivated by money when it's 3,500. So there's some inconsistency here and there's some lying to yourself here. Mm -hmm. Again, I don't need the money, but you're like, but if it was 3,500, then I need it and I want it and I'm motivated by it. It's almost like I look at that and it's like, I can, I feel like I can do more with it. Cause that seven to 1200, like, you know, covers the products pay some bills. And then it's like, ah, okay, that's gone. It doesn't matter how much money you make. That's my thought. (laughs) Right. Because until, until we challenge this thought, I don't need the money. 3,500 won't even be enough. Right. $40,000 a month won't be enough. Right. It's why I named this program Beyond the Rink. Because there's so much more beyond the rink, beyond the paycheck, all those things. And it's the thoughts that we have about it that are keeping us where we are. So do you want to believe I don't need the money anymore? No. No but we know that it's going to be like too big of a jump to be like, I need the money. Cause we already know that that brings up for you. I'm poor and have no options. Right. And we're like, avoid that. So it's like when I was in my twenties and I was struggling with eating disorders and I told everyone, I just didn't like mayonnaise. So leave it off my sandwich because I just don't like mayonnaise. I love mayonnaise. I don't like to eat it off of a spoon like my husband does. Oh, gross. <laughs> I know. We all just gag. He loves it. I'm like, stop. Don't do that in front of the kids. That's so disgusting. Don't eat it. It's the grossest thing ever. It is super gross. <laughs> just our thoughts. He thinks it's amazing, right? Right. But like, you're lying to yourself about money here. And so this is where the work is to be done for you. Is... Between now and the next time you listen to a coaching call or I coach you or you self-coach yourself, doing some journaling on why am I associating needing more money to I'm poor? Is that true? Do I want to keep believing that that's true? Because this is where you take all your power back. This is where you get to be like, it's possible that I can need money and be wealthy. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's the thought you could write down right Mm -hmm. now. 
and you could try it on for size. I like actually like that thought. It's possible that I can need money and be wealthy. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to believe it right now. That's why we're starting it with, it's is possible. it possible or it's possible? Because we know your brain's going to be like, maybe, right? could be, let me think about it for a while. And mm-hmm. then you just think about it. Anytime that you hear yourself saying, I don't need the money, you can be like, mm-hmm. it's possible that I could need money and be wealthy though. Could right. be. Right. That's where it starts. And then as you climb up this ladder of questioning and do I want to believe that it's possible that I could need money and be wealthy, then you start to change your belief system and you take your power back. And then finally, you're going to be like, yep, I need money and I'm wealthy. Give me more. And what emotion comes up for you when I say that? I got happy. And from happy, your actions are going to be far different than they are right. with hope. For sure. For sure. Happy is like, I got to get that nail girl signed up. And then I got to get all of her people signed up. And then I need to know who her mom is. And I need to go get my nails done every three weeks because I've got to be talking to her and helping her see the vision. Very different from go through the motions, calendar, schedule events, make lists. Right, check the boxes and avoid everything I know I should do. Yeah. The happy thoughts that will make me work, help me work. And it's okay to feel hopeless sometimes too. And instead of, toxic positivity, trying to get out of it to avoid feeling hopeless, be like, yeah, hopeless. Where is it? Where do I feel it in my heart? It's slow. I mean, I don't know. Cause I'm just making this up. Cause we didn't do this together, but, <clears throat> and it's yellow. I don't know. Just making it up. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Super, super powerful. Thank you. You're welcome. Enjoy your thunderstorm. I can't, I I will. I can't wait to see where you go with this. So come back and get coached again, please. For sure. I will. Hey guys, thanks for being with us. Recording will be on YouTube in about 10 minutes and we're getting so close to having the podcast available to you. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye guys. Who is your life coach? If you don't have one, I would be so honored to be your coach. I've created a virtual program called Beyond the Rank that I want to invite you to join me in. We can address challenges, we can work on goals, and we can do it in so many different ways. We have group coaching, individual private coaching, and hundreds of hours of online courses and content that I'm creating just for you. When you're ready to take what you're learning on the podcast to the 10X level, then come check out Beyond the Rank at emilygibsoncoaching.com.